Welcome to another episode of A Course in Miracles Chanting. My name is Ezra. I am so glad that we can be together in this looking for God, reaching for God, forgiving everything in the world, arising into salvation, and bringing all of our brothers with us. Hallelujah. This chant is called God's Will for Me is Perfect Happiness. And it comes from Lesson 101 in A Course in Miracles. The words are... God's will for me is perfect happiness. There is no sin. It has no consequence. This is the truth, because there is no sin. I am set on freedom's road, with wings to speed me on, and hope to go still faster to the waiting goal of peace. So these words are repeated many times in sort of uh, groups of four, and overlapping, you will see. Uh, kind of a round song. Um, My prayer is that it's not distracting, but that the words can sink in deeply into the mind. And again, that it's it's a transformation of mind that we're looking for and not repeat, not repetition, not ritual. Uh, It's not a mantra that uh, with the purpose of changing the mind through osmosis, but it is a reminder for us uh, to keep these thoughts in our mind. And also the more that I, I have them in my mind, once in a while there is a tweak of a realization, of something going deeper, of the meaning of it, of something sinking in more deeply than it has before about what this message is saying to me. Um, and also, sometimes I am taking words from, from the Course and changing them a little bit uh, to, be, to be a prayer for myself or for ourselves. So... It is said in this Lesson 101, you are set on freedom's road. Let me find it and read it for you. Um, In paragraph 7, the last paragraph of Lesson 101, you are set on freedom's road, and now today's idea brings wings to speed you on and hope to go still faster to the waiting goal of peace. So I'm changing you are set on freedom's road to My prayer, I am set on freedom's road and with wings to speed me on, hope to go still faster to the waiting goal of peace. So um, I can go line by line. Uh, God's will for me is perfect happiness. Hallelujah. This is, uh, well, one of the most wonderful messages that, that I can receive here is that God's will right now for me, and eternally is perfect happiness. Um, right now, my, my understanding of that is that God's will is direct in my mind. I share his will. Our will is one. 
that God's son is in perfect happiness eternally. It has nothing to do with conditions in the world. There is nothing that I'm waiting for to happen. Um, I've heard it talked about as though I'm waiting for God's will to unfold for me in the world, which is conditions in the world, to change, knowing that that will bring my perfect happiness. But that's not how God works. Uh, Conditional to conditions in the world and in the future. God's will is what is real, and it is eternally present. So my perfect happiness is accessible to me right now, uh, irrelevant to the conditions in the world. So God's will for me right now, I can accept, and I share his will. That's a wonderful thing to remember, that God and I are in agreement on his will, my will. It's like he, God, and I are... are sitting down at a, at a desk together saying, okay, what do we want? Uh, he suggests perfect happiness. And I say, yes, I want that too. And we both agree, and we both sign the eternal contract, perfect, unchangeable happiness for God's holy son. And, uh, and we're together on that. So I know that if anything opposes that, it's illusory. It's something that's not real. The mighty God and I, his son, his perfect extension, one with him, agree to my perfect happiness. So uh, with all of that, it can be easier for me to accept it and to see it. It is the truth. It is the reality, my perfect happiness. And there is no sin. It has no consequence. Amen. So it can be said, uh, sin is in the past, and that can lead to guilt in the present, and punishment being inevitable in the future. That's the cycle that is keeping us believing in a separate self, living in a world apart from God. So this is taking us right to the source of the guilt and to the belief in punishment and therefore to the, the need to be hiding in a world to, to want to be a separate self and not, as the prodigal son, simply return to God, open arms, returning to him. No explanations. Here I am, Lord. Um, It takes us right back to the sin that that never was. We are not guilty. We will not be punished because there is no sin. It isn't true. An error in the mind requires correction now. And we can accept that correction through the Holy Spirit right now at any time. Um, It has no consequence So whatever error that we have made within our mind produces no consequence because it is an error. It is it is uh, uh, an an illusion. It is the whole error is is a hallucination. Uh, It's brought us into a fantasy world that does not exist. There is no world. Therefore, there is no consequence to any separation because there is no separation. We have not left the kingdom. Um, The next line, this is the truth, because there is no sin. There is no sin. Hallelujah. Um, I will talk a little bit about, uh, I'm going to church here in Mexico, which is just amazing and wonderful, so fulfilling, so helpful. I go to church in Canada also. My wife is Mexican, and she's definitely um, been a part of the church community more consistently as an adult. I was raised in church. I'm from a Mennonite family. Uh, But then I had felt like I was brainwashed and went traveling and 
I don't know if I've talked about this before, but yeah, the Tao Te Ching in my pocket for a couple of years and just reading everything about Buddhism, uh, Krishnamurti, reading uh, the Bhagavad Gita, Rumi, even the, the Quran, uh, any, any spiritual text and, uh, and sort of traveling uh, spiritual books. So yeah, I, I, I went um, educating myself on um, everything out there. And uh, now I am in church and I, I, I observe the Christian perspective uh, from this Course in Miracles understanding. And so I see that there is more of a guilt idea around sin. The difference for me with that is the concept that there is no sin and there is no consequence, period. Um, I feel as though Christianity would not trust a person with that. They might feel like someone's going to feel as though they can get away with anything they want then if they don't believe sin is real and there is no consequence. But it is counterintuitive. The ways of the kingdom of heaven are counterintuitive to how we see things here with the ego's perspective, and truth is counterintuitive to the ego's thought system. And so if I enter deeply into the perspective, the belief that there is no consequence to sin, then I become freed from it. And I become freed from the temptation towards sin as well. So that could be a Christian perspective. If you think there's no consequence to sin, well, then why not sin all you want and uh, you're going to get away with it and there's going to be no consequence? Uh, And I I remember that perspective when I was a teenager. Um, But that's not how it works. If you truly go deeply into the understanding there is no sin and no consequence, the rebelliousness dissolves and there's nothing to fight against and there's, there's nothing to demonstrate against God's perfect will. There's only this sinking into the happiness and the joy and the comfort of being in God's presence and God's will and the only desire to stay there. So it's kind of like the idea of people smoking or drinking alcohol because they're not supposed to and so they want to and then when they reach an age potentially that you're allowed to uh, the desire goes away somewhat Um, and maybe the the PK syndrome a pastor's kid going deeply into drugs and alcohol uh, it's kind of a syndrome and it it, uh, is fairly common for a pastor's child to go into this rebelliousness because they're so heavily confronted with the, the guilt and the, the consequence and the sin that you cannot do that. Um, and with the open arms of saying, honestly, like the prodigal son, there's no consequence. You're not going to come back to the father and get in trouble. There is no sin. You cannot do anything wrong and there is no consequence to anything that you do. <laughs> Imagine saying that to your children and just trusting that they're going to they're gonna see the innocence in that and the overwhelming compassion and love and truth, the truth in that, and the trust, the confidence in that, uh, and then the, the desire to rebel 
just falls away. And we want to be in God's presence and God's will. So to accept that there is no consequence, there is no sin. And to feel that in moments of temptation, I see the way in my experiences, the way to dissolve temptations towards addictions is to observe every aspect of it with Jesus in the mind, joining with the Holy Spirit, joining with Jesus in the mind, and observing the temptation coming up, and just staying with Jesus, staying with the Holy Spirit, without judging it. So no guilt around it, no consequence around it, no judgment around it, and that might dissolve it. Or if it if, if the temptation is still so strong, let's say the addiction is just so, so deep and built in that it's going to happen, you're going to go ahead, then go ahead with Jesus. Just never let go of his hand. Go, th- go in with the Holy Spirit, completely awake. That light is shining on whatever you're doing. And in that light of the Holy Spirit's perception, it, it will dissolve eventually. Yeah, so going in knowing the Holy Spirit is not coming in with judgment and guilt. Jesus is not coming in uh, saying, you shouldn't be doing this. Jesus is just shining that light of truth into whatever it is you're doing. And in that, it will dissolve. In that knowledge that there is no consequence, there's no sin, it just becomes clear that I don't want this. This is bringing me more deeply into the addiction to form. This is bringing me more deeply into the addiction to magic. This is bringing me away from that that neutral state of mind where I am in God's light, seeing God's light, one with the Holy Spirit. And any addiction or temptation is bringing that wide-open attention into one tiny specific thing, saying, I don't want the kingdom of heaven. I want this little thing. It just all becomes clear if you have the Holy Spirit, Jesus, with you in whatever it is you're doing. So... Yeah, we can be trusted. We can be trusted to believe that. There is no guilt. There is no sin. There is no consequence. And in that, everything will dissolve that is not of God's will, which is your will. And the final four lines, I am set on freedom's road with wings to speed me on and hope to go still faster to the waiting goal of peace. This is just inspiration and motivation and confirmation that I'm on the way As I accept these thoughts, I'm on my way to freedom and uh, speeding faster and hope to go still faster. I want to go faster. I want to save the world as fast as possible. And of course, a beautiful line in the Course that I might get it wrong, something like um, uh, unlimited patience brings immediate results something like that. So to go faster, we just come into presence. We just forgive everything. We do everything the Course is asking us to do, enter into the miracle in every moment and, and forgive the world and uh, go, go with one single purpose towards God to the waiting goal of peace and that the, the goal of the Course is peace. And in peace, we enter into the kingdom of God. God takes the final step and pulls us in to the kingdom. And uh, that's quite a bit of talking. I'll say one more thing that's been helpful for me in this chant. 
I have replaced some of the words. For example, God's will for me is perfect happiness. You can try it. God's will for you is perfect happiness. God's will for you is perfect happiness. And again, if you have said before, if you have this in earbuds and you're walking through town, I find that especially helpful. And you can be looking at everyone saying, God's will for you is perfect happiness. And don't you worry, there is no sin. It has no consequence. You have no need of guilt. And as the Course teaches us, we are here because of our belief in guilt. Therefore, everyone you're looking at has some belief in guilt. And so you are, you are giving that message through your mind. You don't have to feel guilty. As the prodigal son, you can just go home to God and there is no consequence. So God's will for you is perfect happiness. And then also to replace there is no sin with there is no past. It has no consequence. There is no world. It has no consequence. And I found in the course where it says uh, there is no world as a single sentence and there is no past as almost a single sentence in lesson 132. There is no world. I'm just going to stick with that with an exclamation mark at the end. There is no world. So we could chant, God's will for me is perfect happiness. There is no world. It has no consequence. Only heaven remains. There is no world. And whatever's happened in the world or is happening or will happen, there is no consequence. It is nothing. It is a dream. And in chapter 13, The, guilt, the Guiltless World, uh, it says there is no past. You can find uh, anything through a search, searchable ACIM. Uh, and it says that sentence is, you have sinned in the past, comma, but there is no past, period. There is no past. It has no consequence. So those are helpful for me to replace within the chant. And hallelujah, you are set on freedom's road with wings to speed you on and hope to go still faster to the waiting goal of peace. And we want to go faster because why delay in suffering when God's will for perfect happiness is here now and we want what God's, God wants, which is perfect happiness. Amen. Bless you in this chant. Uh, may, may you have some realizations and transformation of your mind to be able to see the light and choose once again for the light. Hallelujah. Amen. Bless you in this chant.